Good morning and welcome to the Pleasure for Health podcast where you can ask me, that's ask Elsa, anything you want to know about relationships and intimacy that you would like to hear my uh, reflections on. Uh, you can find out more about me and my work at my website www.pleasureforhealth.com. So today we are delving into the topic of how do we make choices? How do we choose? And which parts of ourselves are making these choices? We are here in the Western world, especially so overwhelmed sometimes with choices that we actually don't know where to start. And quite often we're making unconscious choices all the time that really impact our life, that impact our trajectory in life and that impact our relationships. And we haven't even thought about it. We haven't really become consciously aware of what parts of ourself are driving the bus, so to speak. So uh, I thought we would delve into this a little bit and, you know, hopefully you find something that that resonates for you. Now, part of looking at how we make choices, you might say, hey, it's a free world or a free country. I get to choose whatever I want. Well, so here begins the journey of discovering what is it that we want? And most of us, I would say, have the uh, experience of wanting at least two different conflicting or opposing things at the same time. I'll give you an example, something like, um, I want to be healthy and lose weight. And, you know, I also want to eat this, you know, Boston cream donut. <laughs> so I want those two different things. And part of me really wants the donut. And part of me really wants to be healthier and not eat things that I consider to be not great for my health. Um, so, so how do I make a choice? Both of those things are things I want. They're opposing, you know, they're not, they're not really compatible. Um, so who gets to make the decision or what part of me gets to make the decision? Who, who gets to, you know, run the show? And this is, you know, a kind of obvious example of stuff that we do all the time, especially in relationships, you know, when we have to choose between, you know, am I going to make myself happy? Like, I'd really like to take a bath and read my book and my partner would really like to go for a walk and, um, you know, uh, have a chat. Uh, I'm feeling really inward. They're feeling really, you know, companionable. So what do I choose? Do I go with what I kind of want as a as an individual in my inner self? Or do I go with the fact that I also want my relationship to be great and I want to, you know, sometimes do things that my partner wants? So that could also be a want. How do we make these types of choices? So it's interesting even to reckon with the how do we make a choice? You know, anybody who's um, been addicted to anything, and I would say that's all of us, <laughs> you know, we've all we've all got certain addictions to things. Then sometimes we say, oh, the the addict in me is making the choice. You know, I'm addicted to coffee. I'm having my second coffee or I'm addicted to food or I'm addicted to drinks or I'm addicted to, um, you know, working out. So that part of me is running the show whenever that comes up. And sometimes that means that I make a choice uh, to do that thing, even though I know 
another part of me says, hey, maybe that's not the best thing for me to be choosing. So what kind of things impact our choices? This is where, you know, knowing what we want is a lifetime exploration. And it's something that I work with, with both my clients. And when I'm teaching courses, we talk about, you know, what is it that we want? And this helps us to begin to know ourselves. And we might even have a number of different wants that we can become aware of. You know, like I said, I want to be healthy. I also want to have food that tastes good. I also want to treat myself sometimes. I want to feel special and loved. Um, you know, all of those wants might be up. And when I look at my choice to eat a donut rather than not, maybe that's about me wanting to feel like I can treat myself rather than the fact that I really want the donut. And therefore, I'm starting to, to unpack this idea of what I really want and why, why does part of me want that? And I could look at the part of, well, I want to be healthy and not have the donut because I want to please my partner or I want to please my, you know, I want to show my friends that I can have willpower. <laughs> so what is that desire and for whom uh, is, you know, is that want? And really, you know, when you think about it, our wants are actually can get quite complex, especially in human beings, because we're, we're complex beings. We are not simple. And, you know, sometimes our wants are really convoluted. You know, um, I worked with a client, you know, that wanted to, um, you know, wanted to have relationships with younger, much younger people. And that's a valid want. And, you know, to really unpack what is that desire about? Is that about wanting to feel young myself? Is that about feeling like, um, you know, more desirable if I'm desired by younger people? Is that, um, you know, am I wanting that because I have a memory of a really great partnership when I was young and it reminds me of that? Um, you know, is it what what is the want and desire where is it coming from we can look at the many parts of ourselves you know many there's internal family systems where you look at you know mother father kid you know um all these different roles that we might have within ourselves we can also look at you know archetypal parts of ourselves maybe there's a victim part an inner child part a saboteur you know some some part of ourselves that self sabotages Perhaps if your saboteur is making a lot of your choices, you end up sabotaging yourself all the time. And then you get angry later on because you're like, well, I really wanted that relationship and I sabotaged it, you know, by making being really difficult and making the person break up with me because I couldn't deal with the, the intimacy or I couldn't deal with commitment or I just didn't feel ready. Um, I couldn't admit that somebody would actually want to be with me. Whatever the reason, if our saboteur is making those choices for us, then we are going to continually, you know, sabotage our, our goals of our other parts of ourselves. So, you know, we often sometimes talk about a higher self or a witness self or a, um, you know, an observer part or an adult part, all of these might have slightly different connotations. Um, you know, I don't know if any one part is better than the others. I think we can easily start uh, creating, um, you know, a, 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 
what's better than the other. So my adult self is um, better than my child self. Well, not really. Our adult self might be able to have a more global worldview and a more balanced view of what we actually want and need in our life. And our inner child might be just wanting to have ice cream and be, you know, coddled. Um, that might be true, but that doesn't make our inner child part wrong for wanting that. So one of the big things that we can become aware of when we look at how we're making choices is perhaps just that we have many different parts of ourselves with conflicting wants and desires. And this is basically the basis of any of my work with, with clients um, as far as relationships go, because here we're looking at all the different parts of ourself and if we continue to deny or say this one's better than that one or or that part of myself that's an evil part i'm going to put that away in the closet and not tell anyone about that one you know that part still has wants and desires but now i'm denying it well so this becomes more and more dangerous in the sense that we become unaware that sometimes those parts are sneaking out and <laughs> controlling our choices without us really um, owning that. And so integrity, to me, integrity is a word that we want to pay attention to. Integrity is a word of bringing together and connecting all those different parts. So if your inner child is wanting more love, and so you make a choice to pursue someone that you know is maybe the wrong partner choice for you, but you pursue and you try to please them and you do all those types of codependent actions because you want to be loved or your inner child part wants to be loved if we're if we own that there's part of us that is young and wants to feel loved how could we meet those needs perhaps in a different way than just continually getting in bad relationships so we could look at you know reparenting ourselves. We, we could look at helping ourselves feel loved in other ways. We reach out to, you know, three or four good friends and say, hey, you know, I'm really struggling at the moment with feeling loved. Can you send me a little message? Maybe when you're feeling really good, then all of a sudden you find that urge to text or contact your ex who was, you know, not the greatest person in your life it has gone away. Now you're able to choose something different because you're not operating out of that unconscious need and want that before was just running the show even though you're like well I'm texting my ex and we rationalize why we're doing it but really it's coming from that inner child place and I'm not saying the child's always wrong either like our our child part of ourselves can help us do playful and enjoyable things maybe take a day off now and then and go for a walk in the woods and you know smell the flowers and feel the bark on the trees and something like that rather than going and sitting in your office at work if you are one of those overly responsible people where you have perhaps an inner critic self that says you have to be at work every single day even when you really need to just take a mental health day and and you'll come back tomorrow more rejuvenated so the complexity of these different parts um, and wants in ourself are something a rich a rich place to explore and we can really start noticing so much about ourselves and noticing all these different parts and how do we bring them together if you had all these different parts of yourself sitting around a campfire 
and you were, you know, trying to, um, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> obviously the campfire is having a, an effect on me. <coughs> mm. So if we had all these parts coming together and we were trying to help them talk to each other, help them come up with a um, consensus on what we want, then that might be the way to approach some of those bigger choices that we have, you know, and sitting down and saying, well, I want to, you know, as in my donut example, one part of me wants to be healthy. So I look at that and then I look at the part that wants to feel like I treat myself and the part that just wants to enjoy the yummy donut. And I sit down with all those parts and I say, well, you know, uh, what are we going to do? We have a choice to make here. Uh, I can either choose to eat the donut and just really enjoy it. And we're all on board with that. And maybe I go for a walk later. Uh, and that's how we balance it out. Or maybe we realize that actually, um, I would feel just as loved and appreciated and held and spoiled if I went home and had a bath or took half a day off or, you know, went and sat in the woods for 20 minutes. Actually, I don't really even want the donut then. I'm feeling, you know, really great. And I go on with my day. I often find that, you know, there's that sugar craving that seems like a want that isn't really a want. It's more like a craving that, you know, is chemically induced in our body. And so sometimes just waiting for a few minutes um, can create a different want. So these are some of the, the ways that we can start integrating and working with all these different parts of ourselves. And if we really, you know, th these are people that have talked about manifesting have really um, harped on this for a long time. But if you really want to make choices that are, are effective and move you forward and feel great and, you know, you remove the obstacles in the way of that, these are choices where we create a strong intention, you know, and then we, we make all of the small choices that help to move that intention forward. And we begin to co-create our life in a different way than being split with, you know, 10 different parts of ourselves all making choices that go in different directions. We're not going to get anywhere. We're going to feel conflicted. We're going to feel exhausted we're not going to be able to have the effect or the results that we want in our life. So, you know, this is uh, one way of increasing our effectiveness and, and our autonomy and our creative power in our life is to really look at all these wants to, to sit around the campfire with all these parts of ourselves to decide what we're going to do in this case and to really get all the parts of ourselves on board. And, I would highly recommend if you have some really intimate parts that you have denied in yourself or that you have really shut away because you don't think they're okay, especially around sexuality and relationships and intimacy, um, that it can really help to find a therapist, find a somatic sex educator, find somebody that is understanding and able to listen to those desires and to validate that they exist and that, you know, having a want and a desire is not wrong in and of itself. How we choose to act on it, how we choose to be aware of it, and how we choose to own it and be responsible for our choices is, is our 
responsibility. It is, um, the onus is on us as a human being. So if you have a want or a need where you want to go do something that would be harmful to other people, let's say, then we have a responsibility to really look at that, to bring it into the light, to look at if there's another creative way of fulfilling that want or need without harming other people, you know, even just talking about it sometimes with a close trusted person can help with that and we can expand our options for choice so the more we deny it the more it becomes fetishized and we could become more and more um, linear about the fact that we can only have that desire met by by fulfilling that want and that is a dangerous place you know because it becomes stronger and stronger and then you know depending on how strong your self-will is, part of you is, you may end up, um, you know, not being able to control that want. And then, you know, you've put yourself in conflict as a control and, you know, you are both the criminal and the police at the same time. And that's a difficult, tiring place to be again, because, you know, every time we split ourselves into these parts, it takes more energy, it requires energy, and we don't move forward as well as if we are integrated in, in the direction of one intention. So, you know, we have to ask ourselves, you know, what are these different parts? What are our needs and motivations? What is right? What's, you know, what's the right thing to do here for myself, for the community, for my relationship? Perhaps what I want needs to take a back seat here because I often get what I want and this time I need to listen to what my partner wants. Maybe I'm able to offer them the gift of fulfilling their want, even if it's not mine. So there's so much to balance here as far as wanting and desire, how we make choices. Um, you know, and it's, it's obvious in the world today how we make a choice. Um, you know, really, if we can keep ourselves in that mode of curiosity about all these different parts and not fall into the trap of survival and fear response about any choice that we have to make if we can really sit down and go okay i'm safe in this moment and it's safe to consider the choices you know i can sit here in my house and consider choices that i might need to make and some of them may be great in this way and some of them may be great in that way do i put more value on my family or on myself or on my community or on my health or on, you know, um, the future of humanity and experimentation. Like, where do I want to put my value? And if we can get in a safe place and actually keep curious about all the different parts of ourselves so that when we make our choice, we feel empowered and we feel that we can take responsibility for this because if we are making choices and then not taking responsibility for them and blaming other people for forcing us to make choices, then I do feel we are not living up to our full potential as human beings. So in a relationship, in the world, in our families, it is um, a work that we are called to do as adults as we begin to mature to really look at what part of us is making the choice and how do we go about that and how do we come into real integrity with ourselves so hopefully there's something there for you to consider today um, even if you just take a few minutes to think about a choice that you 
are making. Maybe it's about whether you have a second coffee this morning or whether you are going to park uh, a kilometer away from work and walk to work or not. Just take an extra moment and just consider what is it that helps me make this choice the way that I make it? And what parts have I possibly denied in making this choice? And is there anything I could learn from that? So hopefully there's something there for you. And as usual, you can join me weekly on the podcast, the Ask Ilsa podcast, uh, and find out more about me at pleasureforhealth.com. I hope you have a wonderful day.